Welcome to Compassionately You. Here, we host conversations in vulnerability and hopes to help and motivate others. My name is Brie Luganville and I'm your host. I love to have different guests on to talk about a personal journey that they went through. Sometimes it focuses on internal growth. Sometimes it does focus on body image as well and how that affects our overall being as a person. Thank you so much for being here today. Happy Monday, everyone. This is Compassionately You with host Brie Luganbell. And today we are with Kimmy Baker. She is a longtime friend. I met her at a Mended Little Hearts event. And also she became one of my first photography clients as well. Um, so hi, Kimmy. Hi, Bree. <laughs> Thank you for being here. Absolutely. Um, so I wanted to talk about your blog that you do. So you're a writer through and through, mm-hmm. and I like following you on Instagram and all of that and seeing your stories. But tell us about what you write about and your blog. Yeah, sure. So my blog started almost 10 years ago now. Um, I started writing about a weight loss journey. I had decided that after I broke a toilet seat that I wanted to start losing some weight and taking care of myself. So I started a blog to keep myself honest and sort of built a community of people going through the same thing. And I kind of fell in love with writing and telling my story. And I honestly put everything out there. Like there's no, I don't have any secrets. And um, I blogged about that for a couple years over that course. I um, lost about a hundred pounds and ran lots of races. I ran the Grand Rapids Marathon. And the blog has kind of grown from there. Um, It's kind of become my life blog now. So Mm -hmm. I blogged about meeting my husband. Well, he wasn't my husband when I met him. But um, (laughs) meeting my now husband in the midst of all of that. And Mm -hmm. then our journey. Now we have two kiddos and a kiddo up in heaven. So um, yeah, that's sort of my story. And that's how I share it. Wonderful. And so... I know in um, what we kind of talked about before, you wanted to also maybe talk about your journey with Penelope Joy, yeah. your kiddo up in heaven. So. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So Penelope Joy was born in 2013. She, we found out at around the 20-week ultrasound that she had a severe heart defect. They couldn't really tell us how severe other than it was going to require open heart surgery within days that she was born. She was born three weeks early. And she had her first heart surgery when she was three days old, four days old, I think. And they found out that she had a, a number of other birth defects, and um, including no thymus, which means she didn't really have an immune system at all. Mm-hmm. She lived for 38 days, and um, it was kind of a big defining moment in our lives, um, not only as individuals but as a couple and for our family. Um, Bobby and I had only been married at that point for just under a year mm-hmm. when we had her and just over a year when we lost her we celebrated our first anniversary in the hospital oh, okay. with Penelope. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was it was big and it was scary and it broke us and it fixed us 
and it continues to break us and it continues to fix us over and over and over again Mm -hmm. every day. We just um, celebrated what would have been her fifth birthday on the 9th of September. So it's kind of in the midst right now of all of those memories coming back to us. Yeah, and then you had your rainbow baby. We did. We had our rainbow baby, Dorothy. She was born in um, early 2015. Mm -hmm. She just started preschool. So um, lots of big changes with that, and she is a a light and a delight and um, a miracle child. And in 2017, we had our second miracle child, I guess, or our third miracle child, depending on how you look at it, and um, Hobbs is... No, almost 18 months old. I can't believe that. I know. It's ridiculous how (laughs) fast it's going. He's into everything, and our house is like constant chaos and constant joy and laughter and tears and all of the great (laughs) things that come with all of that. And I know he's literally a week older than Soren. Yeah. My son. Like, they were born so close together, Mm -hmm. Um, and they both have big brown eyes. Yes. Similar personalities, (laughs) too. It's so cool to see, Mm -hmm. like, just the parallels there. Soren has way more hair than Hobbs does, though. (laughs) We'll cut it off and give some to Hobbs, because people keep telling us to give him a haircut, and Mm -hmm. I'm like, no, we won't love his hair. It just won't stay, went to the side. Right. (laughs) Anyway, anyway. Um, So, yeah, other... Other stuff that you want to share about um, just your journey through. So you started that blog, and Mm -hmm. it was more of like a weight loss chronicling Mm -hmm. that journey. And then you went through the loss of Penelope, and it kind of changed into a life blog. But how did that impact your your own um, body image journey since we kind of started there? Yeah. Yeah. So I had spent all of, you know, a couple years, like really taking care of myself, getting into the best shape of my life. And during Penelope's pregnancy, I did everything right. I ate the right foods. I followed all the rules. I did exactly, I switched out all my bath products and switched out everything that I was coming in contact with. And then she died anyway. And it was heartbreaking. Mm -hmm. And I had no one to blame but myself because she was in my body. She was my responsibility. I mean, no one could take care of her during that development time, except for me. So losing her crushed me physically. It crushed me emotionally. Um, And it takes a long time to come back from that. Mm -hmm. Um, There are parts of me, even though I know it's not my fault, that still blame myself. And parts of me that will probably always blame myself, um, no matter how much therapy or writing or long talks I have with my husband or friends or family, there's nothing I think that's ever going to get rid of that. So it's learning to live with that little bit of guilt, even though I know that it's not my fault Mm -hmm. and that we did everything we could for her. Um, I ran through my entire pregnancy with her. I ran half marathon when I was pregnant with her. Mm -hmm. I did all of the things that are supposed to make you a healthy pregnant woman and at 20 weeks, that was all taken from me. And I was told not to run because they didn't know um, what effect it would have. Um, and it just, yeah, it just, it made everything harder. Yeah. It made the rest of the pregnancy harder. Um, I'm, like I said before, like I'm still recovering from that. Um, with Dorothy, I sort of did everything differently. I mm-hmm. ate what I wanted to eat. I worked out sometimes if I found time um and she's this perfect little healthy 
mm-hmm. genius child that <laughs> keeps us laughing. And um, now, I mean, Hobbs's pregnancy was pretty much the same because mm-hmm. I knew that eating lunch meat, you know, that wasn't. <laughs> I gave up lunch meat with Penelope, and we saw what happened. So eating lunch meat was fine, mm-hmm. and um, obviously all of the major rules I obeyed, oh, but sure. like it wasn't only salads and like only these perfectly healthy foods. And I, I just, I don't know. I had this nothing felt, I felt like nothing that I did was going to really influence the outcome. Um, yeah. if, I mean, Penelope Joy, I, th- I think, um, she was born to die. And I know mm-hmm. that that seems harsh to say that, but that's what her story was. That's what her story was supposed to be. Um, she led us to Dorothy and she led us to Hobbs and she led us to everything that's come since then. And so in a way she taught me to be a little bit easier on myself. Mm -hmm. And in a way she also, I mean, there's still the guilt, you know, so I'm still a little bit harder on myself in certain ways. It's a, it's kind of a strange, strange thing. But, um, I think other moms that I've talked to who've gone through it, they feel similarly. Um, so yeah, she kind of impacted everything. And now I found myself back to where I was before I lost all of the weight and trying to figure out who I, like what I want to do and where I want to go from here. And it's not all about losing weight. It's yeah. about being healthy. And, and I, even when I was going through that process in the beginning, like it was always about being the healthiest version of me that I could be. And yeah, so I feel like I've lost a little bit of that along the way. Mm-hmm. I feel like too, with any type of um, just body acceptance or change, like something someone told me is the one thing you can always expect about your body is that it's going to consistently change. Right, yeah. And I go, that's so, that's so wise and so mm-hmm. true, but I don't want to hear. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to hear that at this time. But yeah. it's like, it's hard because I think sometimes we can go, I can be like an extremes person where I'm like either really intensely into something mm-hmm. or I'm intensely not. Yeah. And so I don't know. I just, I resonate with um, that with you just because it is hard. It's like, I'm either all in or I'm all out yeah. <laughs> and it's hard to like change that mindset into being like moderation is key mm-hmm. and it's okay if I want to eat this now or do this now and I'll go on a walk I don't have to go be super intense about right. it but just getting out there and doing mm-hmm. that is still healthy and still fine for your body yeah um but yeah so I feel for you <laughs> you know and it's it's uh, hard because you think that you have to have this crazy training plan and like you have to be yeah. all in or you have to, or you're, or you're not, you know? Um, but some of our favorite things to do are like go hiking or go, mm-hmm. you know, go climb the sand dunes or do all of these active things. And, um, that's what I want. I don't want to be chasing some number or chasing some ideal. I want to be able to climb sand dunes with my kids and I want to be able to run around in the backyard and chase them and, um, go enjoy their activities with them and, mm-hmm. and do those kinds of things. So it's kind of, kind of switched for me that mindset um having these kids that it's not about just getting to some goal or getting to some you know point but it's just about being able to enjoy my life with them yeah the lifestyle Mm -hmm. the lifestyle that's moderation consistent yeah just being able to be there yeah exactly yeah. yeah I'm with you on that I remember having to like 
or like I was super trying to work out during parts of my pregnancy with Soren, mm-hmm. and then I would get really sick because I was being too intense about it. <laughs> and then even after, um, I still don't have a good like moderation, even exercise post baby because again, I was get, I kept getting sick and sick and sick, and each time sure. I would try to exercise something else would happen. And so I just got so discouraged myself too. And I was just like, you know, I'm just going to like go on walks and do little things uh-huh. and then oh, it'll, it'll work itself out. <laughs> yeah. So, and then, yeah, I think like body, body never like, I think the idea of, yeah, our bodies are going to like, let's get back to our body after baby. I'm like, you literally, your bones change mm-hmm. and your hips will stay wider yep. and other things like you're always going to have a little bit more of like a droop in certain mm-hmm. areas because that's baby. Yeah, like, <laughs> yep. exactly. Uh, yeah. And so kind of that realization too, that's just how it is. And we should be thankful that mm-hmm. we created such an amazing thing and not feel so much pressure. Yeah. Like, from ourselves, but also society, mm-hmm. to yep. get back to ourselves before, because there is no you, there is no back to. It's right. just now. This is an evolution, and mm-hmm. I'm embracing. Yep. This is this <laughs> is the chapter that I'm living right now, and this is, yeah, yeah, and yeah. all of that. I mean, it's so important to realize that, and knowing it on the surface, and knowing it like deep down, I think are two really different things, and I I know a lot of people struggle with that. Um, but now that I've got Dorothy in particular watching me because she's so observant, like I'm much more mindful of how I talk about myself mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, how I talk about other people, which um, like just random comments, you know, yeah. um, just things that you don't want to say and you they slip out and you're like, oh, shoot, like you shouldn't comment on anyone's bodies, like even when you're watching the news or like, yeah, or their expressions or anything like that, like someone's always lit like she's always listening so like I don't know like I, I can't think of an example but like you're just really aware of what you say or what you think and she was very observant with my pregnancy with Hobbs we called him baby wink when I was pregnant <laughs> and she she still makes comments that oh he lived in your belly and then she'll touch my belly and it'll smush and I'll say well you lived in there too and so did your big sister Penelope and she gets this kind of cool look on her face like wow that's really like amazing and I have to like I want to see it through her eyes like how amazing it is and um yeah so she's very inspiring (laughs) I've always thought that since I met her Mm -hmm. she's just so sweet yeah like you said observant but also very kind Mm -hmm. um very quick to be kind and very quick to affirm yeah um yeah so sweet yeah. And then Haas is just a joyful boy. His <laughs> smile is just, it's so contagious. Yeah, yeah. He's um, he's chill where his sister is a little bit intense sometimes. And it's really nice, nice opposites in our house. Yeah. They kind of, yeah, it works together. <laughs> yeah, it's a nice balance. Mm-hmm. They can kind of teach each other from either end. Yeah. So that's yeah. really good. Yeah. Um. So I think you kind of touched it about on all the different advice you'd probably give. Mm-hmm. It kind of was weaved in through our conversation, <laughs> but kind of just to leave our viewers with um, one or two or several <laughs> things. If someone's going through a similar situation to yours, um, where it was a, a lost pregnancy, but mm-hmm. a lost pregnancy where the baby was born and lived for a little bit, 
um, what would you, like, what advice and comfort would you give? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I could give so much advice and most of it's because I need to be saying it to myself in the mirror, right? Um, as most good advice is, um, I mean, I would tell people not to be so hard on themselves, um, to give yourself the grace that you would give others, which I'm terrible at. Um, I'm definitely a work in progress. Um, and not to be hard on the other people in your life and realize that everyone experiences grief and loss and change differently. My husband and I, even though we went through the same thing, we're complete, you know, we deal with it completely different ways. We, um, we talk about it in different ways or we don't talk about it, um, because that's what we might need at that moment. So just giving yourself grace, giving people in your life grace, um, know that most people mean well. If they're saying something to you, they're not saying it to be unkind or um, anything like that. They just, they don't know what to do or they want to help and they just, yeah, so grace I think is the most important. Um, I also think that it's really important for all of us to be vulnerable and share our stories, whether they're stories of loss or whatever they might be. because we can't really do this alone. I mean, we're all in this world together and understanding that everyone has their stuff mm-hmm. and giving people room to have their stuff and to be human is really important. Um, put yourself in someone else's shoes and you might understand why they're cranky in the aisle at the grocery store, or why they honked at you because they really want to get home. Maybe they're on their way to the hospital and they have to get there really quickly or maybe they just got some really terrible news. Mm-hmm. So. I think that's the most important thing. Our world needs more kindness. We need more love. And it starts at home. Mm-hmm. Kimmy, thank you so much. <laughs> thank welcome. you for yeah. that. I'm sorry. We're both <laughs> I'm kind of crying a little bit, but that's okay. Uh, I'm getting there too. Um, <laughs> but thank you so much for just um, sharing your story and being vulnerable uh, for being a part of my life for yeah. so many years <laughs> as well, um, allowing me to be a part of yours. And just for uh, hopefully... Um, inspiring a lot of people that might have gone through a similar thing or now if they do have to go through something like that they have this that they can refer to so thank yeah, you absolutely um and then if people can connect, if people want to connect with you if they want to follow your writing and your blog um wh- how yeah. can they find you yeah so my blog is called that's all joy wrote but the url is kimberlyjoyb.com so it's be like the letter Perfect. And in our blog post too, um, we will have a direct link to that as well. So thank you so much again. Thank you, (laughs) Brie. And everyone, this has been Compassionately You with Brie Lugan-Bell. has been Compassionately You with Brie Luganbell. If you'd like to learn more about today's episode, you can go to brielugenbell.com slash podcast. If you'd like to join our private support group, you can find us on Facebook and search for the private group Compassionately You. If you would like to be a guest, you can email Brie at brielugenbell at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening and have a great start to your week.